Welcome to Let's Talk Land, a weekly land education talk show devoted to learning about land and farms, buying and selling, and ownership, especially for real estate agents and real tours. Learn from the experts. Free land education, guys. Hi, my name's Lou Jewell, and I'm an accredited land consultant with United Country Real Estate, Sutton Properties, along with my co-host this morning, Teresa Martin, who's one of our agents. Good morning, Teresa. Hello, Lou. How are you today? I'm wonderful. Hope uh, you are. Oh, I'm doing great. <clears throat> We've got a great guest today. Hey, buying or selling homes, land or farms in western Piedmont, North Carolina, or southern Virginia, just give us a shout. Hey, guys, we'll help you out. Our office is at 102 East Main Street next to BB&T Bank in downtown Pilot Mountain, North Carolina. Our company website is www.allsuttonproperties, that's A-L-L-S-U-T-T-O-N, properties.com. All of our shows are dedicated to the Realtors Land Institute staff and members. And our national website is www.rlyland.com. So if you're wanting to buy or sell land, go to the experts. We have over 1,400 members nationwide, and we have designation that I am proud to hold, the accredited land consultant designation. And there are about 500 of us in the country that carry that designation. So make sure you get in touch with www.rlyland.com. Hey, we'd like to thank our sponsor, LandHub.com. Buying or selling land, LandHub is the place to be. Hey, our guest today is Pat Porter. Welcome, Pat. Hey, how are you doing? We're doing great. We're so happy to have you on our show today. Where are you calling from? Well, I'm actually uh, in... One of our, I'm in uh, our branch office in Jasper, Texas. All right, what part? Southeast Texas. Southeast Texas. Yes, sir. Our main office is in Monroe, and I got a branch down here in, in Jasper, Texas. And I uh, got here last night to look at some property and spent the night. And I'm actually in our office now, uh, uh, on the phone with you. So glad to be here. You're more than welcome. Pat Porter is a broker owner of Rec REC Land Rec Land Realty. Since about 2010, where would you grow up, Pat? Um, I'm actually uh, Texas born and raised, but then my dad worked for an oil service company when I was a kid, so we moved around a lot. And when I was in the seventh grade, I moved back to Northeast Louisiana, the Monroe area, and uh, have been been there most ever since. So I call Northeast Louisiana home. I got you. Married children? I do. Been married, uh, what, just past 29 years last last month, and uh, three teenage boys. Wow. Wow, that's incredible. You're enjoying that, I'm sure. Yeah, we got a little bit late start on the on the kids. So, <laughs> you know, I'm in my 50s, and I got a 19, a 17, and a 14-year-old. Wow, you got your hands full. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you do before you got into real estate? I was buying and selling, buying and selling real estate privately, um, and then you know that that led to our, our land company. And the way I started doing that was there in uh, uh, the Charlotte, North Carolina area. So really, I know you know where that is. I grew up there. Just, yeah, I was. I was. Uh, we lived in the Matthews Mint Hill area, and uh, I had been in the corporate world for a number of years, and got fired um, when, when everything kind of went sideways there and the uh, president fired everybody and I was on the everybody list. <laughs> so <laughs> I started I started flipping houses, just buying and selling, you know, house here, house there, and that's kind of how my real estate, you know, life got started. Sure. Learned all the lessons. I learned a lot of lessons, and I'm glad I learned them kind of in a cheap way before it got, you know, I made any expensive mistakes. We live and we learn. I've... Uh... I used to buy and sell land when our inventory, you know, your your rural market areas, I would assume, is pretty similar looking at your website to ours here in, in, um, in uh, northern Piedmont, North Carolina, and southern Virginia. Um, and, uh, you know, the biggest sales that people's looking for is the 5, the 10, the 20-acre tracks. And, you know, at times inventory gets down. It uh, There just isn't a whole lot of it. So I would go out and I'd buy a 200-acre track, and, of course, I always encourage uh, our listeners and, of course, the realtors out there, is if you're going to play in, in, a, in a jurisdiction, uh, county or jurisdiction, 
make sure you get a copy of the subdivision ordinance because that's the rules of how you play the game, right? You got to know. Yeah. And in our area, we can, as long as we stay 10 acres or more on a breakout, we don't have to get the government involved. We just break it out. <clears throat> no road requirements, uh, uh, no soil requirements. You just break it and sell it. And then we have a minor subdivision where we can do uh, road frontage lots, uh, three and four uh, uh, in the base counties I'm in. But um, you know, I made more money buying and selling land than I've ever made in brokerage. Uh, I've done over 60, 60 rural subdivisions. So uh, it's, a, it's a fun game for those that like to invest in, and, uh, in land uh, uh, developing. And I don't mean subdivision developing. That's a, usually a two-year process with a lot of government fingers in it. Uh, and, uh, but it's always called an MCO, instead of MGO, money going out, as opposed to MC, MCA, money coming in. But, uh, oh, I understand. We, we do that. In fact, one of the tracks I was looking at here in Texas, I'm looking at for an investor group, and that's exactly what they do. They'll break them up into rural home site tracks, you know, 15, 20, 25 acres. Yes, sir. Uh, and it's, so we, we've, made, we've made a lot of deals like that, too, as well as our brokerage business. So I think you have to do both. You know, if you're, if you're in the same neck deep like we are, you get opportunities like that, and, you know, it's good to take advantage of it if you can. Absolutely. So you went to the University of, uh, of, uh, of Louisiana uh, at, at Monroe. What, what degrees did you get there? Well, I went to Northeast. That's what, I, that's what it was, and that's what I still call it. I have a hard time with these college name changes, <laughs> but that's a personal thing. Uh, I, I actually got all my hours in medical technology. Really? And then I, I realized my, in my senior year, wait a minute, I can, I can take about eight hours this semester and graduate in general studies. And so that's what I did. So I wrapped it all up in one fail swoop one semester and graduated and moved on. Wow, that's I interesting. Have, I actually have a minor in chemistry and, and almost a, a degree in medical technology, and I've never done either one. That helps you out in the woods, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about that. I hear you. Now, the woods are much more fun. That's our office, yeah. right? Yep. Hey, come over here and sit on this stump. Let's do some business. <laughs> so you, your uh, company... Uh, is in uh, uh, practices in uh, several states. Uh, which of those states that you practice in, which you're dominant in? Um, Louisiana and East Texas are our, our number one, number two. Okay. Uh, by far. And then, of course, Arkansas and Mississippi are, you know, probably a close third together. Uh, then Missouri. And then we've done very little in Iowa. Uh, and it's just a function of I, I just don't have, you know, um, you know, go-getter agents up there. That's kind of how we grow is I have to have boots on the ground. I sure. can go up there and, you know, list 80 acres in Iowa, but I, so I have to have guys. So that, that's, that's pretty much the order of our business there, Louisiana, Texas, Arkansas, Mississippi, Missouri, and Iowa. I got you. And you have about 30 agents currently? Uh, I knew you were going to ask that, and I was trying to think. I've got somewhere in the mid-30s. Yeah, that's fine. And we've fine. got a couple, two or, three, two or three guys coming online here in the next few weeks. So I want to address our listening audience. Um, I want you to go to this website, to Pat's website. Now, if you're driving, please don't do this. Uh, but uh, if you've got a, all the different devices, I guess, uh, just mark this down. It's www. It's real easy. Rec, R-E-C, land, L-A-N-D, dot net, dot net, okay? Recland.net. So, you know, go, go, go on that site while we're doing this show, and you can follow along and, and uh get a visual on Pat and, and, and some of the stuff they're selling. And if your agent's uh, listing out in the, those areas that they cover, you may want to contact Pat about getting employed if you want to specialize in land because Pat's one of the few um, brokers out there that I recognize uh, that d is dedicated to, to land. In fact, I think you, you state in your, uh, in your documents that, uh, that really you, you specialize in, in land. You're not into the commercial or residential uh, you're pretty much strictly a land brokerage firm. Is that correct? Yeah, it's even in our logo, Reckland Realty. All we do is land. Yep. So, yep. <laughs> yeah. But uh, go to that website, and we'll mention it again, uh, www.reclandland.net. So you're, you're privileged, and this is something we're looking at in our firm, you're privileged to have several foresters as licensed agents in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Texas. And then the rest of your agents are pretty much uh, 
farmer background or investor background or sportsman outdoors, sports ladies outdoors, uh, that make up that pretty much makes up your um, your agent profile, right? Yeah, it does. Um, you know, typically those kind of people are drawn to this, you know, to this niche in sure. real estate where it's just land um, because of where we are in the, you know, the, the timber belt. You know, have, having a lot of foresters around, of course, is, is pretty common. Uh, and it turned out that uh, several of my foresters are also my best land agent just because they come with so much working knowledge Absolutely. Of, of the earth. You know, they, they understand legal descriptions and boundaries and drainage and soils. Yeah. And I, they understand so much just coming into the end of the deal. Yeah. Uh, we're actively looking for... Uh, uh, a, a forester right now to add to our uh, our company. So anybody out there that like to do uh, land brokerage and do for practice forestry, give us a call. We'd like to talk to you. So our show today is part of Pat's show, which is called. Uh, you have a podcast we're going to talk about today uh, called Rec Land Talks, which can be uh, found on all the social medias. Uh, and again, back to that website. And you've also written uh, several books we want to talk about today. They're not long books, uh, you know, 9,000 words or a little bit more. But uh, uh, you put that, uh, that uh, local uh, language in there, uh, I noticed, uh, perusing some of them, which is just so refreshing and easy to comprehend. So I would, if it's okay with you, Pat, I'd really like our listening audience to uh, learn about uh, some of the podcast shows that you've done. And we'll talk about uh, your market area, too, as well, or anything that you want to. But we really want to introduce you to our listening audience as one of the uh, special land brokerage firms and agents uh, in our industry. So um, we're shouting out for you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. So many of the shows that you produce, here's, here's a couple of the titles, and you can, you can opine on some of these if you want to, which we'd love for you to, more in depth. But uh, one of them uh, that uh, you've done recently is called Don't Get Scared Now. What's that about? Well, <laughs> it's a, that's a, a video, of course, and we have a, 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 a large and growing um, YouTube channel. we got two of them, but Rec Land Talks is our YouTube channel where we just talk about land and the land business. I don't sell anything there. I never talk about a listing. I don't promote properties for sale in that, on that channel. It's just information only, and I, I and so I'm, I put a video up at least once a week, and that one um, was the most recent post. Right. I was looking at some almost about 400 acre track over in northwest Louisiana, and um, I mean I'm out in the middle of nowhere. It's a it's a timber track without legal access. I'm on a four wheeler on timber on just little trails, and then I get to the end of the four wheeler trail, and I'm walking just tearing this part track apart for a customer so we can get it listed. I mean, I'm in the middle of nowhere, and I'm walking back to the four-wheeler, and I hear this voice, hey, what you doing? And it's, I mean, <laughs> you know, if you've been in the woods a lot, you, you just don't expect to hear anything. Exactly. And and I expect out in the middle of nowhere, so, it, I mean, it just throws me in my tracks. And I realize I'm always carrying a pistol. In fact, I've got one on right now. It's just a lifestyle. Except I left my pistol in my truck, right? The first thing I do, I reach for my pistol, and it's not there, and I'm going, oh, no, I'm out in the middle of nowhere. I got, <laughs> you know, I've, I've run up on somebody's steel or marijuana patch or something, and I, you know, so everything's running through my mind that could go wrong. I was thinking about it, and I, and I yelled back. I was trying to, so I, I'm going to be bright. I said, uh, I said, I'm out here looking at this property. Who are you, and what are you doing? <laughs> you know, I'm trying to scare them back. I sure. Said, up out of a creek bank, uh, on the side of the creek bank, popped a buddy of mine. He's a broker and a forester, uh, and he, he's out here looking at this property for a customer. He didn't tell me he was going to be out there, and he, he saw me coming. He saw my four-wheeler, so he, you know, he said, I'm a scare pad, and he did. Oh, boy. And really, that's one of the I'm not scared I love much, it. but that's one of the few times that I was, you know, scared being absolutely frozen and not being sure what to do. And he and his buddy got a big laugh at that. Ha ha, that scared Pat, you know. So <laughs> that's what that was. Ten years and hundreds and hundreds of traps. I've never run into anybody. That's a great story, Pat. Like so our guest today is Pat Porter, and this is Let's Talk Land. Uh, thank you to our guest, uh, our host today, I'm sorry, to our host 
uh, today, which is landhub.com, preview thousands of properties uh, nationwide. So Pat, I see here that you have 300 videos, is that right? Or is it 300? Yeah, on, our, on our Reckland Talks YouTube channel, we it should be well over 300 at this point, yeah. Wow. So I see here, the first one is really interesting to me, and it's called Fixing a Boundary Line Issue. I just went through that, and it was a nightmare. So is this video about a nightmare? <laughs> well, it, it, yeah, I understand. Um, it was it was almost a nightmare, but it, 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 it swung the other direction um, and turned into a uh, easy fix. And the closing actually occurred uh, last week. Well, I, my days are getting confused, but the closing recently occurred. So everything uh, ended real well, but it, it was real close to being a blown deal on a, on a really nice farm because of, of the problem. Was it an overlap or a gap, what we call areas of confusion? A, yeah, there was, a, there was a pretty dramatic overlap between uh, some uh, old home sites tracks that the family years and years ago had sold and donated to uh, you know some family members and they they, they they overlapped into the farm and and so that 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 issue had to be resolved because we're you know we're talking about somebody's home site and then we're also talking about some pretty you know high price farm ground so sure. you know it really needed to get settled and resolved uh, for everybody's benefit and there were a lot of family members involved. Anytime, you, as y'all know, anytime you get a lot of family members oh together, boy. you know you're looking for a deal to fall apart, not come together. You earn your commission on those, don't you, Pat? <laughs> Say again. You earn your commission on those. Absolutely, because you're dealing with people that. Well, anyway, I won't go down that road. That's fine. Well, they don't understand it. How would they? You know, people, there's no land education out there, so you know, that's okay. That's just part of it. Exactly, and you know, and, and we're talking about things that happened, you know, 10, 12, 15 years ago, and people have sold and moved. Up. So you don't have the original principles involved. You're, you're dealing with the problem the principles created, yep. and and getting all that sorted out. Well, fortunately, this one did. I personally went and met with the land, the, the gentleman that, that owned the house, um, that you know, the residential piece there. I had the surveyor out there. I had my land agent out there who was representing the farm. He worked for me as well. And so we all met and I, with the surveys, and I was able to point out all the issues and explain it to the gentleman. And once I explained the situation, how this is going to help them, not hurt them, and, and I could point to it on the survey class to show him that, he was, hey, well, what's, I don't see what the problem is. I'll sign whatever we need to sign. And so okay. it all went from being real ugly to being solved in 30 minutes. And, um, you know, we're, of course, everybody's grateful. The deal Absolutely. went through, and uh, they got their boundary issues straightened out on my client's dime. And, and, you know, going forward, the next generation who buys and sells, trades that property, they'll have a good legal description yeah, you to clean, work off of as opposed to a mess. Yeah, you cleaned up the title. and uh, you know that's, Exactly. And, yeah. you know, one of my philosophies, and, you know, Mr. Lou, you probably appreciate this as long as you've been in business, I, I like to leave the world a little better than I'm finding it. And, and, you know, that, that's one of those opportunities you could do that because, like I explained to the guy, said, his name was Marty. I said, Marty, you're not going to live forever. I'm not either. We're both going to leave this planet one day. We need to leave this property in the, in the kind of condition that other people can, you know, enjoy it to be a blessing to them, not a burden. And hit that thing to resonate with him, and that's, you know, we got it all worked out. That's what the good Lord requires, isn't it? Yeah, I like that. It's good to do that way. And, and having a good surveyor helps, too. Absolutely. We've, oh, yeah. We've had one for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's too good. You can't even get him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I got something on him. Yeah, you're <laughs> special. Came from. I'm special. It, it wasn't detailed video on the process. It was more about the philosophy of no, this is the, that, the, the philosophy of getting it resolved. Yeah. Well, I like that. I, that that would have been good for me to have watched <laughs> About a month ago. <laughs> well, it gives you it gives you encouragement. Yeah. You know, we, we're professional problem solvers. That's yep. what we do every That's day. That's what we do. Okay, the next one here hey, is I, land programs. WRP CRP. What is that? Uh, you know, that's just a, I was on a piece of property um, that, that I was listing about a thousand acre track in Arkansas, and it was in a 
WRP program, you know, wetland reserve program. Okay. And uh, it was unique wetland reserve program because most of them are perpetual. I mean, you know, they're just there forever. But this particular property only had a 30-year easement. And so I just explained that in the video and explained the difference in WRP and CRP in terms of the length of the programs and contracts. And it just clears it up a little bit. We, I, I know even down here in our part of the world, we have so much WRP and CRP programs, a lot of people still don't understand the difference. And so any little bit of information to help people know the difference in those, I think, is helpful. Right. The CRP is crop rotation. It's, it's the, the acronym. No, it's conservation reserve program. No, I know. I just want to. <laughs> I'm trying to trip Teresa up here. Okay. Right. Do not do that. It's pretty easy, actually. It is easy. That's what I said. Do not do that. Okay. What's behind the scenes? That's scary. <laughs> oh, that, I, I guess that was just something. I can't even remember what, what we talked about there. It was just, you know. Something behind the scenes. Videos, <laughs> most of the videos that we do come from, the majority of them come from just what we do every day. Yep, I, I don't put together a, you know, a, 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 a film shoot and, you know, and produce this kind of topic or that topic. It really just captures the day-to-day -day of what goes on. Perfect. And that one, I can't even what I did on that one. Yeah. Ah, I love this it. is all. That's why I wanted you on the show. This is all good stuff, and this is easy learning, Pat. This is easy to comprehend, and because it's a story behind it, and right. people relate to that. Yeah, it, right. It as makes opposed it easy. to book definitions and you know Wikipedia, and you know which we unfortunately do too much of. I, I like the natural. Well, this, I, li this, this, I like the next one. This here. is Teresa's favorite. This one. is my favorite. I'm a goober. You sure are. <laughs> <laughs> what is I'm a goober? That is too funny. That is Basic, and I mean, that's such, was such a basic thing. I, one of my agents, and he's been with me a long time, and he's a forester, he listed a property that was that, that's close to where I live, and it would have taken him 45 minutes to get there. So I told him, I said, uh, his name is Coy, and I said, Coy, listen, I'll, I'll go get the pictures and fly the drone on the property for you. I mean, it's 15 minutes from where I am, save you a trip. So I, I went and did all that, and it's out in this huge river bottom, and, you know, I get out there, and it's property that we've sold in the past. So I was being a little overconfident, thinking I knew exactly where I was. I did not have it mapped on my phone, which I normally do. I've got, you know, software that does all that, as y'all probably do. Anyway, long story short, I got out there, and I flew the drone on, on the wrong property. I flew it. <laughs> <laughs> you are a goober. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the thing is, and I was telling Corey, I said, Corey, I called him and said, hey, i got to go back out there and fly the drone because I flew it on the south end of the property. I flew it on the wrong property. And the thing is, it would have nobody would have known, because it, it's all river bottom and the drone from the air on all that. You, you could, the owners couldn't have you know, told me that I, it was on the wrong property. That's too but I, was, I knew that the minute I put that on the website and put that stuff up there, I put the information that was wrong, oh, no. not for the life of me to do it. So I'm a good, I had to go back out there and do it again. Oh, yeah. So I'm a good I love Big it. Big time land broker, and I, I don't even know which property I'm supposed to be on. I love that you're telling on yourself, Pat. <laughs> what about, <laughs> look at this 460 acres with me. That must have took like a week. <laughs> you know, that was actually easy. When I, I remember that when that, that was in Arkansas again. And, and I, do, I do some videos like that every once in a while where I just film me looking at a track and actually talking to the camera about the things I'm thinking about. And so, just you know, it's a way to kind of come along with me without having to go out in the middle of nowhere. And it was just a, it was a timber track, and I was actually able to see most of it from the truck. So it was a real easy track to go look at, you know, because I had two county roads going right through it. And most of our properties are not that easy, but that was a real easy one. Okay, this next one is Being Sneaky Okay. Ooh. Careful, <laughs> careful, Teresa. I was looking at. I was looking at that track to list, and we got it listed. But the owner did not want anybody to know that he was putting it up for sale yet. Um, and it was about 300 acres, and he's got a little. There's a little wood frame house on it that he's got rented to somebody, just so he's got somebody in the house. You know, he, he's a, 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 a out of state owner. And he's got the, the, the pasture lease to a, a guy, you know, running cattle. And he didn't want that guy to know. So I had to go park in the, out in the middle of nowhere, sneak 
video, get all of the stuff I do for a listing without any without them knowing I was there. So uh, I asked the question: Is it okay to be sneaky if you know if, if the owner tells you to? You know, <laughs> I was sort of trespassing, but I really was. Got to do what you got to do. Yeah, exactly. He was happy with it because I didn't alert anybody. But you know, I, I had to walk in through the rain from a road through the national forest. I had to. It is a lot more work for me to, <laughs> to sneak on it than it would have been had I could have just dri- you know driven up to the house and, and looked at it that way. But I bet you enjoyed every minute of it. It was fun. It was. It really because it's a beautiful track. It really was. It's one of those you know we got a lot of tracks and yeah, a lot of cool properties and no two are the same. But every once in a while you get one with a lot of character, as you know. And this one had a lot of character, so it was real, real pretty. Absolutely, a lot of walking, but real pretty. And the next one, we know why it didn't sell. Why didn't yeah. it sell, Teresa? I don't know. But you tell me why it didn't sell, Teresa. Say, what's the main reason one doesn't sell? Price too high. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> damn, I'm going to give you a damn raise, <laughs> Teresa. That's that's a pretty good answer. Yeah. Exactly. Just what overpriced. Stu- price stupid high. You got price high and you got price stupid high. And this one was stupid high. Yep. And... I had told them from the beginning it was way too high, and an elderly lady wanted to try, and let's just see. And fortunately, it was an easy property to show and market. Otherwise, I would have just said no and not wasted my time. But I really wanted to try my best for this lady. And, you know, it was 18 months on the market, and we never got a nibble sniff on it. Just yeah. way, way overpriced. I got one like that right now, and I told him from the beginning. And now he's coming around, and I think he might be reducing the price. Yeah, sometimes I like oh. to wait. Sometimes I like to wait and be like the second or third real estate agent on the listing, because by that time they're worn down. Yeah. Well, I try to educate, not insult. And sometimes it's hard to do that because people love their land, but what they don't stop to realize is that it's not going to sell for more than it'll appraise. First of all. Who wants to buy something for more than it's worth? And I, I think that is what I try to explain to people, but sometimes they just need to see it for themselves because you, you develop an attachment to your property. Sure. How long have you been in the business, Tracy? Three years. It's been three years? Mm-hmm. No way. Yep. What? Yep. But she still got diapers. A principle that we've used, I've used from the very beginning that I promise you it'll make you money if you if you stick with it, rock solid. If you, you tell people a hundred percent the truth on the value on the front end, even if you don't get the listing, or even if like this, you know, you agree, hey, I'll list it for that amount, you know, miss so and so, but it we're not. It's way too high. You tell them that, and you miss the listing. You'll get you, a lot of times. You'll get that listing a year later yeah, when somebody exactly. else came and promised them the, the moon, and they got no action on it, and they remember you told them the truth. Right. Well, you're not doing yourself any that, favors. I, I figured that. that out. You're working. But in our business, I know this. You got so many agents who will tell them what they want to hear to get the listing, and that just doesn't serve anybody. Yeah. Especially if you don't know what you're doing. Yes. <laughs> well, it's a process. You have yeah. to learn. So anyway, that's just a piece of advice to you, you, you me being in, in as long as I have, and you, you know, being in a couple of years, miss the listing and tell them the truth, and I, that'll come back around more times than not in your favor. All right. Good point. Yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> Landlocks. I've always been a long game. I'm a long game, long term guy, and so that fits my philosophy. Uh, I may be wrong, but like I say, it fits my worldview and my philosophy, so I have to live with it. Well, I like it. I think that's good philosophy. And you're right. Uh, you know, I've, I've got one right now. I'm the third agent on it, and uh, and I've talked to the other two agents. Uh, one guy showed it once. Both these people had it for a year. I'm starting year three, and I went to the owners, his family, and it was uh, recreational land, which uh, is to your heart, and uh, for hunting and stuff. Uh, in in Virginia, they live in North Carolina, and they've had it since the '70s. And um, and I went in and I showed them. You know, and they said, well, if you can get that, you know, let's do it there. So uh, now we got in a position to sell. 
Our guest today is Pat Porter. This is Let's Talk Land. Our sponsor is LandHub.com, selling your land, land of your dreams. You know, there's so many titles here, and they all look really interesting, but we're going to have to, uh, we've, we've got, there's no way we can talk about all this in the time that we have. But I am curious, what is Landlogs 037? Um, that's number 36, number 30, or number 37. I think they're, we've got 40 now. They're, they're not all up. And, and all it is is just a, it's, it's just a, a blog, a video blog of just kind of behind the scenes, what goes on. And it's just a, it's more of a collage, um, not a collage, I don't think collage is the right word, but it skips around from one thing to the next. There's music playing. It's, it's just more of a, a day in the life of, and they're usually three, four minutes long. Okay. They're really nice, Teresa. You'll have to. You know, oh, I'm I'm excited. It. I'm I'm going to watch yeah. these. I, I'm excited to to listen to them. And to our listening audience, uh, if you're not driving, go to www.reclande reclandnet net net net. Okay, you can follow along. Pat's got some really great stuff on there. Well, this one is really cool. Sold in one day. What about that one? I've done that before. I know you uh, have. You need to watch that one because it's not what you think it is. Um, it's where I talk about how misleading all of the ah. posts that we all see. Sold in one day, gone before it listed. You know, all of that nonsense. Yeah. I explain what, kind of give a little inside baseball to, to people on what that really is. That, yeah, it happens from time to time, but it's not a business plan. It's, it's a getting lucky. Yeah. Hey, I'll take luck. No amount of planning will ever replace <laughs> dumb luck. But I'm not Okay. Access enhanced planting oak trees. What in the world is that? Ooh, that one is an oldie. I don't even I wouldn't even want you to watch that. I remember doing <laughs> that going up on the little flip the little flip phone cameras, you know? Yeah. Remember those? Remember it, those? My I husband just, still uses his. <laughs> and you know, it was just about improving a piece of property by, you know. Doing those things, you know, creating access and planting oak trees. And I still remember doing it, but I'm, I'm one of those I'm a little embarrassed by. I still got one more. Lou's telling me here what to do, but I don't never listen. This one is interesting <laughs> to me. Improving hunting land series. Does that literally teach you how to improve your land? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's some good – th that's some of that stuff where um, – we, you know, we bought and sold properties, and, you know, sometimes we split them up, and other times we don't, but we may go in and do some improvements on it, like, you know, putting crossings in and planting trees and just, just food, you know, just improving rural real estate, you know, to, to be able to make the hunting on it better. Well, I love it. There's a lot of interesting uh, things here to look at, but I'm curious as to what your favorite topic is. And why. And why. Uh, I don't know that I've got a favorite topic. Um, I, it seems like I spend a lot more time these days on videos talking about maybe it's just some of the nonsense in our business and, you know, and speaking kind of more directly and frankly on those things as opposed to, uh, you know, the, the nuts and bolts of how to do things. I, I don't know if that even made any sense. It did. Do you have a favorite video that you think that someone just – really should watch um the most popular ones in terms of views because we we got some with you know tens of thousands of views the most popular ones seem to be the the how to buy land series i think there were 16 of those videos they're two or three years old and so they're poorly done but the information in my opinion is good because it's the same thing i <laughs> that we still do every day. Absolutely. And I get a lot of uh, views on those videos. I get a lot of emails from around the country from people that watch them uh, asking more questions, you know, because they're trying to buy land. And I make myself available. I answer every comment and email I get. Um, you know, sometimes it's a lot. and Sometimes it's, you know, it's easy to do. But those are probably the, the best ones in terms of pure information. Okay. What about investing in land what's the most important thing that you need to take into consideration when investing in land 
man, that's, that can go a lot of different directions. Um, the thing I tell most people that, that contact us and want they're looking to buy a piece of property and we get to talking along this subject is buy the property right um, and, and don't overpay. And it's easy to overpay sometimes when things get real heated, um, especially, you know, with recreational property three or four years ago, uh, people were paying stupid amounts of money for, you know, uh, Green Tree Reservoir duck holes and uh, deer, deer hunting properties in certain parts of the state or in certain areas of a, a region. And I tell people, you know, you, no matter how good a property is and how much money you got, you still got to buy it right. That doesn't mean you have to steal it or get it at a discounted price, but you got to be able to buy it in such a way that if your world caves in, and you have to get rid of this property, can you do it reasonably without losing any or much money? Mm-hmm. And I, that, I said that real smoothly because I've given that speech many times. If you buy a property right, it's a good property. You can get rid of it if you need to you without, make your, you know, without losing everything you got. Right. You make your money when you buy it. And I've done 60 rural subdivisions. I had to buy it right to exactly. get the spread to make money. So, um, you know, that's exactly. stuff. And on an investor side, that, that's exactly what we do. We've got to buy it with some upside to, to make money. But somebody somebody can still pay retail for a piece of property, you know, an investment, I mean, a recreational property, and it's a, it's a luxury purchase for them. And yet they, you know, they can still get out of the deal year, two years later, maybe lose a survey cost, maybe lose some closing costs. But that won't, that won't ruin your life. But if you, if you pay a million dollars too much for something, that's a, that, that, that'll set you back. <laughs> I'd say. Well, the next thing he's got here is what are a few of the pitfalls in buying land? And I'm sure overpaying is probably number one, but there are others. What would you say they are? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. And it depends on what a person's buying the track for, you know. If, if they're buying it for timber investment or buying it for a residential home site kind of deal or if they're wanting to, you know, clear it up and, and, and raise cattle on it. it. Each one of those will have their own different pitfalls. But to answer it in general, it's a track really not being suited for what they really want to do. And that's our job, and that's what I tell my guys. You know, you really got to tear somebody, kind of tear it apart a little bit, find out what do you really want to do with this property, because I don't want to sell you something that's not going to work. Because you know it, I know it, there are people that fall in love with a property, and it's, and you know it's not right for them, and it's our job to you know, say, hey, listen, <laughs> this, is, this is not what you're wanting, and here's why. And so just the biggest pitfall is making sure somebody doesn't fall in love with a property and it not really fits their real long-term use. It's about the honesty, not the money. Yeah. It is, because you'll sell them something else, and that's what, you know, good real estate agents understand. Okay, I missed the deal today, but I'm going to sell them something else tomorrow because Telling them the truth, you just lock them in as a client for life, you know, for the most part. You know what I mean? There's probably exceptions. But you're straight with somebody and you save them time and money and effort. They're a friend and a client for a long time. Anything else? I want to switch to your books here, but I want to give you a chance. Is there anything else about your podcast that the audience, you want the audience to know? Uh, you know, they're not slick. Uh, we take all of our all of our videos, and I simply take the audio from those videos and turn them into podcasts. Because some people like to listen going down the road as opposed to looking at a device watching a video, and so they it's, it's just the audio version of our videos. Okay. Um, you know, I, I really encourage people to if they interested in land stuff. Sometimes we say some really good earth shattering stuff. Other times it's just what's going on and and it kind of gives them a little peek into that world. So I don't hype it too much. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's just is what it is. You enjoy doing it, I can tell, because I enjoy listening to them. Um, yeah. So I want to move into your books, Pat. Um, sure. you, how many books have you have you uh, published so far? Um, we got six. And six. the seventh one is almost ready, and it'll it'll be the – Probably be it'll be the the biggest one to date in terms of you know actual size. It's probably going to be a hundred or so pages print. We'll save that title to last. Um, so you can 
you can go to Pat's website, which I've mentioned several times, which is www.recland, R-E-C-L-A-N-D, not net. You can also find him on in the books area on Amazon and Kindle. Just just Google Pat Porter uh, uh, books, and uh, you'll you'll find these books on there. And uh, you know, I'm just going to read a little bit, if I may. But you can find some of the nuggets of useful information in my books, quoting Pat. Whether you're buying or selling or working as a real estate agent, <clears throat> I share the information in a straightforward manner and not with examples of hundreds of land deals I've been involved in as a broker on the buyer side and on the seller side. My writing style is very uh, conversational and easy to read. Try one of my books on ebooks, print, or audio. Through a couple of the books that are too short to be print versions. In my opinion, all of my, my uh, titles are in the audio. And you've got several sites there. Uh, find out more about Recland means uh, www.recland.net and then the video blog. And then Recland Talks, plural, RecklandTalks.com. We have several social media accounts. You can also find us on Facebook, Graham, YouTube by searching the Reckland Talks of the Reckland Realty. So here's, here's one of your books, Pat. Uh, it's called Land Buying Tips for, from the Pros, How to Buy Rural Land Real Estate. And you talk about there's no two tracks of land that are the same. But let me let you talk about your book instead of me reading about it. Okay, well, that was, uh, I, I don't know how you didn't make it in that book. I guess maybe you were, you know, you were on your European vacation or something. Uh, but I, that was that book is uh, a compilation of chapters from uh, a, some pretty good guys in the business. You're going to know all of them. And where each one of them wrote on a specific topic, and then I compiled them, all those in the book. And we actually had a, you know, a second version called More Land Buying Tips from the Pros, where I did another round of guys in our industry. And, and they wrote on a lot of different chapters, you know, buying farmland, site index, uh, sub, subdivision development, um, recreational properties, all, you know, all different angles from the rural real estate world. And each one of them kind of spoke to a unique piece of that in a separate chapter. Those two books by far have been our best print book. Um, just, just because there's just good information in them. Okay. Lou's got me some notes here, and one of them says dumb questions. Oh, this is perfect for you, <laughs> Teresa. Avoid asking these questions when you're buying rural real estate. Yeah, I, I, that's just a short ebook. Um, it's not in print, it's just an ebook and audio. And, and it's just after, you know, a number of years being in the business, you, and you guys have done this, you field a lot of questions. And some of them, you just roll your eyes and scratch your head and wonder where in the world, of, you know, why, they, why are they asking this question? And it was a list of those questions. Some of them are a little humorous, but others, you know, are really, folks, you know, quit thinking about this and put your attention on this. And there's just a way of sort of um, tongue-in-cheek educating buyers a little bit to ask better questions by far. The most asked question that I get on any cold call when somebody's just calling me generally checking on a property is, what are the taxes on this property? Oh, yeah. That's the dumbest first question a man could ever ask about a piece of real estate. If the whole deal hinges on what the property taxes are, <laughs> first and foremost, you're not going to buy anything. You're just wasting everybody's time. And so it's things like that that I talk about in the book. And I try not to be... Uh, insulting to anybody, but I do make it clear, you know, hey, move on to something more more pertinent instead of yeah, what the taxes exactly. are on a piece of timberland, you know, in Jasper County, Texas. And because those, you know, most jurisdictions I know here in North Carolina, it's a, it's a by mandate general statute law, uh, the, the counties have to reassess every four years. And looking, going yeah. back to when you came in the business, I've been in a little bit longer, uh, but, uh, I mean, we had some big swings up and big swings down. Look at the housing market right now. And, God, if you go look at tax value, it was done three years ago versus what the market says. I mean, you're, you're, you're just way off base. It means absolutely nothing, in my opinion. Oh, sure. The, 
Yeah, but you know, in my mind, if I'm call, if I'm asking about, it, I want to check on a 200 acre tract wherever we have them listed. There are a lot of things I want to know about that property before I want to before I, I'm interested in what the property taxes are. Exactly. <laughs> so that was it's trying to get them to go. Wait a minute, guys. Hey, listen. Let's major on the majors for a few minutes, and then when we get down to question number 19, <laughs> what the taxes are, I'll be glad to answer that for you. Okay, give me one more dumb question. Teresa's taking notes. <laughs> yeah, that's a. I should have. I should have prepped. I, there's a lot of water under the bridge since that dumb question. Um, oh, oh. Will they sell me an? Will they sell me an acre or two? That <laughs> that, that was one of them. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I tell you where that came from. I still remember the listing. It was one of these sexy marquee premier listings that we get every once in a while that we like to brag about. Like like, like that's all we get. It was 1,800 acres with a lake and a beautiful lodge in one of the most sought-after areas of our state for deer hunting. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty here. You know, and I, get, I would get calls. Would they, and it joined a game reserve. I mean, it had every, it was everything except Golden Street. And I got call after call after call. Would they sell me an acre, to, acre or two on the, on the side that joins the game reserve? You know, we're, it's a multi-million dollar property, and this and, and if they want to know, will a seller sell them an acre out in the middle of it somewhere that joins the game reserve? And these people are serious when they ask. I got call after call, email after email, wanting. So, and I, when I realized some people are just, they're just not thinking with all eight cylinders, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, my, my, sometimes my retort is, uh, yep, uh, this seller's not interesting to it, but... Uh, why don't you buy it, keep an acre, and let me resell it? <laughs> well, hey, that's probably that's a good answer. I need to, I need to try, it, try it that way. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> it wasn't working. They couldn't understand why somebody that was selling a five, six million dollar property didn't want to sell an acre out of the middle of it. Unbelievable. Oh, that's our world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like this next one. Lessons to keep your rural real estate deals from blowing up. Oh, you haven't had any of those, have you, <laughs> Teresa? Uh, I don't want to think about okay. it. I want you to talk about it. <laughs> that came to mind today. Um, I'm down here in Texas, as I said, and one of the examples in this deal was when we were selling, it was three or 400 acre recreational track, and I remember it because it was on a river in Louisiana, on the Ouachita River, beautiful track. And the day of the scheduled closing, the seller died in a helicopter crash. Oh, boy. Oh. I mean, you can't set up. And so, you know, we have this, uh, I don't know, six, seven hundred thousand dollar deal, a good deal. And the seller dies on the day of the closing in a helicopter crash. That's horrible. The deal didn't fall through. You got to read, if you read that very good, he, he had executed all the documents the day before. It was in the corporation. He was the president. His son found all the documents on his desk and sent them to the attorney. And it, they ended up getting it closed about a week later. Because he had executed all the documents on behalf of the corporation. Right. Otherwise, you had to go into probate and wait and settlement and so on. But but the fact that, you know, a gentleman died on the day of closing and, and it was a six dollars $700,000 deal that just fell apart, at least in our eyes. Unbelievable. It, it was a sad day yeah, for a number of reasons. Oh, gosh. I can imagine. But I just talk about things that just, you know, certain uh, big issues, landmines is what I call it, that just you know, can cause a deal to blow up. Um, you know, we've all seen them. They happen all the time. It's just part of our business. Yep, that sounds like some good reading. You know, the real, the real estate industry, they don't understand because there's no land education out there. And um, and uh, But the, there's just so much. It's a little four-letter word. I'm on my, you're, I think, 134th uh, one-hour shows, Teresa and I have done, and we're just scratching the surface of issues about land. I mean, it's it's just oh. so comprehensive. They put on real estate school. They throw up a slide when Teresa was getting her license. Land is the most complicated of all real estate transactions. And then you ask the professor, instructor, why it is, and they go, "Well, it just is because there's no land education for them either." I've asked our real estate commission to actually do a short course for those instructors and at least give them some fodder so they don't look like, "Well, you know, it is," and I don't know why. But that's our industry, unfortunately. Yes, sir, and. You know, and this is this is this is going to be controversial, not for your listeners, but in real real estate or in real estate people in general. 
I think the biggest thing to teach realtors about land is to pass pass it along as a referral to guys that do land. Absolutely. Just like we pass along houses to Exactly, them. or commercial. Yep. You know, I can't remember which, which article it is in the Code of Ethics, but it has, you know, it has to do. It's Article 11. It's Article 11. Realtors should not be, and I'm paraphrasing, realtors should not be involved in a real estate transaction if they do not have the proper training. So where do you get that? Or education, where do you get that? And if so, you must refer it to someone that does have the credentials, okay? And then it lists a cadre of residential, property management, appraisal, international real estate, but it never had, Pat, the four-letter word land. I'm going to be braggadocious in 2008. I got that to the National Professional Standards after the attorneys at NAR approved it. And land in 2010 in San Diego, I was teaching there at our national convention, and the board of directors included land is now a specialty. So uh, that's about as far as I got with that one. But at least we got it on the, on the books. I'm glad, I'm glad you pushed it the way you did. And, and it's not us trying to want to hoard up all the listings. Absolutely it's not. You and I have gone behind people that they, should, they didn't have any business out there. Just like I don't have any business in that commercial building I'm looking at across the street. Yeah, stay away from it. I don't it. understand the way they do. Right. Yeah, I got one of those right now. Um, I referred out, and I'm staying away from it. And I'm going to make money for referring it out. So that's go. cool. <laughs> that's what it's all about. Exactly. And the client gets better service from somebody that does it every day. Yes, yes, yes. And I like this next one, how to sell your land faster, proven ways to improve the value and desirability of rural land. I'd like a copy of that one. I'll be glad to send it to you. You guys shoot me an email so I have a good mailing address. I'll do that. That was the very first book I did. That's what got them all started. It's, it's basically everything I, you know, I tell people in our business or, or when they're listing land, you know, how they can improve it to sell it faster. Or, you know, if you really want to get this much for it, here's what you need to do. And I just captured a lot of that in print and audio just, you know, to pass along. What's some examples, Pat? Uh, and I don't know, if, again, I, I don't have the book in front of me That's to remember fine. if this is a chapter heading or just some sub-things, but simply bush hogging the roads in the spring and summer makes a huge difference. Um, when I take somebody to a piece of property and I, I unload the side-by-side of four-wheelers, I, if I can get down the road, makes a big, big deal, you know, to a buyer. He wants to be able to go see the property, and we need to be able to ride down the road. Fixing anything they can fix in terms of um, well, a property we're trying to sell right now. There's a it's got a levee on one side of a, a shallow water area, and it's, it's just a big it's a big duck flue. But the levee is there to hold water. Well, the levee's broken, so it's not holding water. So it's and and we're pricing it for a big a nice duck hunting track. Well, the ducks don't have any water, so you know you spend a day's worth of tractor work out there to fix that levee could truly make it a duck flute. Absolutely. Um, putting in crossings over creeks, um, fixing the gate, just fix the gate at the road so that it just looks nicer, and when we drive up, we can open it and go in. It's just all that first impression stuff. It's just like having a clean living room if you're showing the house. Exactly. You know? We call it lipstick. It. Put lipstick on the pig. <laughs> property um you know maybe you know maybe you got some you know high value farm ground in the front and you got a you know some uh, wetlands in the back well don't try to sell it all as one if it, if you can divide it a certain way you can get a good price point for the two separate tracks right high some best use things like that just to help the property sell faster and, and to get top dollar for it yep we call it highest and best use yeah Exactly. Not 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 mix all the uses into one, and that's what we sometimes get in rural real estate. Yeah, I did one. It was 140 acres appraised for uh, 600,000. Road frontage on three sides, two uh, uh, out parcels uh, across the road, and uh, I talked the family uh, eight heirs into let me. Uh, I call it flex property. Got a boundary survey. I go in map right or or tear server, and I draw out what I think would sell. And then when the buyer comes, instead of here's the four corners, you know, here's what we're suggesting, 30 acres of the 100 and some. And they may buy 25 or they buy, and the buyers love it because they get to pick out their land. 
and I've been doing that for years. Yeah. I made 17.8% more than the appraised value after we closed the last deal. That's not a bad return. Sounds good to me. No, not at all. Teresa. Pat, I have enjoyed this, but I'm going to have to go. I have to go show a house, so I'm going to let Lou take a over. House. But I, I know, but I do houses yeah. at land. No, we do, too. <laughs> I, I hope you sell it. I hope you get a deal today and, and get it. I hope it's a cash deal today. Right. I hope so, too. Thank you. Thanks, Teresa. <laughs> Okay, we got about a couple minutes left, Pat. This next book is The Stuff the Best Land Agents Do, and you should do them too. What are, What's the best stuff that land agents do? Uh, there's a, just, a, just a, a few items in there, and I, I probably don't remember exactly every one, but uh, probably, probably the main one is um, follow-up. Uh, one thing I've learned about this business is you have to, uh, very, very few of us in this business follow-up with people in a timely, professional way. And if you do that, I think that in and of itself sets you apart from probably 70% of your competition. Absolutely. So, uh, Call communications. Communications, communications. And there's all yep. types of websites uh, now. You can automatically send out showings and follow-ups. And, and, you know, so it's all there. It's just uh, don't be lazy. Do your job. Uh, I'm saving exactly. I'm saving a, a little uh, a little uh, uh, carrot in front of the cart here. What's your next book that's coming out? You got about a minute. Yeah, it's um. Remember, I told Teresa those um, the most popular videos. It's the How to Buy Land series. There were about sixteen of them. Yes, sir. I, I've taken that and I put it in print, and it's going to be. And it, it I took I had twelve deals twelve deals in a little window of time that I personally did that I bought and sold myself or bought and sold with a small investment group, and they were all modest, mid-sized deals, 12 to 80-something acres, and I just walked people through all those deals of exactly what I did with surveys and title and division wow. and improvements. And be a great book. All the things I did to find sell these 12 tracks and made money on them and, and just kind of pass those tips along. So it's how to buy land, or how to make money by buying and selling land. Wow. What it's going to be. When's that coming out, Pat? Uh, I'll probably have it. It'll probably be in Amazon probably uh, March or April. Okay. So keep an eye out there. And, I, you know, we want you to go to that website, www.recland.net. <clears throat> with uh, uh, a minute left here, what gets you up in the morning, Pat? Um, I do three things in life now. Uh, I, you know, I've I raised my family. Uh, I run Reckland, and and I, I'm I'm heavily involved in my church community. Um, but so everything I do every day is probably going to center around one of those three things. Um, I, I'm a hard worker by nature. Sometimes I work I do too much, and so I got to focus on family. Where I, I I'd rather be out in the woods sometimes, but that's a personal flaw. So uh, those those three things, Mr. Lou. It's, it's Hard to find me doing anything outside of those. Sounds familiar. How do they get in touch with you, Pat? Um, the website, recland.net, and they can search Recland on any social platform, and, and we're going to pop up. We're, we're everywhere, and just search Recland, and they'll find us. Perfect. And uh, uh, email will be on the website, and you give your phone number out if you want to. You don't have to. Oh, it was uh, 318. 281-4900 is our main office, and our, our email is, is office at recland.net. Perfect. You've been a great guest today. Stay with us. Hey, thank you for joining us today. Let us know how you like the show. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to suggest, we would appreciate them. All questions are welcome, and all ages may be emailed with your questions as well. This show is for the public and, most importantly, for real estate agents who do not have a source of of land education. All of our shows are downloaded after the show's broadcast this morning uh, on our master website, www.letstalkland.net. We got a .net as well, Pat. Also, you can find us on Spotify and Podbean. Uh, my email is lou at mylandpro.com. My cell is 336-669-1405. And we'd definitely like to thank our sponsor, Kevin May in Arizona. Uh, landhub.com if you're looking to buy or sell land landhub previews thousands of property nationwide righty how they get us here 
Well, Lou, they can go to our website, go to WKTE1090.com, and also they can download the Simple Radio app and hear us anywhere in the world. In the uh, world? In the world. And it's very right. simple, right? It is really simple. <laughs> I know. Even Teresa did it. Wow. And uh, we won some awards, right? Yeah, five years in a row of being the top uh, beach and oldies radio station on the East Coast there. That's from Maine to, to Miami? From uh, Canada yeah, and down all the way probably down. around where Pat lives at also. Oh, right? you might get yeah. over there. Cool. Uh-huh. And you got a nice award. Yeah, last year's uh, 2019 or 20. Which one was I it? I don't know. I can't keep up with it. Uh, announcer of the Year Award. Congratulations. One Thank one. you. And by the way, WKT is Beach Music and Oldies, and we only play what? Happy, happy music. So the wave will make you smile. That's right. We'll see you next week.